Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. G'day, listeners. You're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, and paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Shack, shack, shack. Recording in progress. This meeting is yeah. being recorded. Hey, Daza Daza Daza. Yeah. Where where does this fine day find you? Well, fine evening, oh. I guess, because uh, you're even yeah. further away. You're, we're we're even further apart at the moment, mate. We probably can't get any much further apart. I think. No, that's right. Nice. Um, that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm in the the land of the long, the long fat left. Um, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately confined to my hotel room, but um, well, you know, you're not you're not confined to the uh, to the leg burning points of uh, of the North Island. That's right, but um, more, more is yeah, the point. yeah. So so just um, hold up in the hotel room with a uh, bit of room service and um, raiding the shockies in the minibar. Well, I can think of worse places to be, but um, well, and what's the uh, what's what's the, well, it's probably nighttime, is it out there now? Yeah, now? night nighttime in Kiwi land, and, and what what, what was what was the day like that you were able to look out out your window? Oh, um, look at I'm, I'm overlooking a beautiful car park. No, oh, um, the perfect. That they're, they're, they're my favourite hotel rooms. A multi-story car park. It's um, either a multi-story car park or a, like a, a a massive air conditioning unit. Is always a, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, it's nothing like it. Un- underrated rooms, I reckon. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the, how about you? Um, I, I hear you've uh, been travelling. Yeah, been travelling. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling out of the LGA, um, all these little acronyms that have now uh, become part of the vernacular. But uh, funnily enough, our LGA, our, what is it, local government area? Um, uh, is that what it is? Um, we we've gone back. And they some sort of craft beer. Maybe it's some sort of craft beer. That uh, yeah, that's right. Anyway. That's right. Maybe I've been well. I, I yeah, traveling with an LGA in hand. Um, our LGA, yeah, we, we went down south, um, which was nice. nice. First kind of first kind of real holiday since the uh, the pandemic really hit, which is, seems I can't work out whether it was a short time ago or like about three eons ago. So, yeah, so uh, so we finally managed to make it out of the local government area, and uh, yeah, it was look, it was great, but the the country's kind of uh, obviously going into more more bloody pandemic stages and uh, good for us because there was no one around but not so good for the local business people who rely on local tourism so, nah. yeah but some um, um, i saw some i saw and uh, documented although not very well some perfect mini waves and in, in fact oh yeah nice yeah 
we uh, where, where we were was I mean it's not renowned for surf yeah. anyway, but uh, although you, you do get the odd um, the odd uh, day, but I mean it was it was pretty much flat. But um, there was one we went for a very long walk along a beautiful beach, and there was this big section of uh, algae, like real that thin super green algae. Oh, kind wow, of like yeah. the stuff that you know you'd eat in a Japanese restaurant, and there were these uh, green lime green algae barrels, uh, kind of coming down the, you know, no way. half 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 centimeter algae barrels. Um, uh, <laughs> algae the, barrels. The, the, such a good <laughs> algae the, barrels. Algae like, barrels. That, sorry. I don't know. Sounds like I don't know some nineteen seventies. I don't know adventurer. Yeah, yeah, algae, algae barrels. barrels. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a surfing a, a surfing mouse might have uh, might have had a good good time. Although his um, he or she he his or her fins probably would have uh, bogged in the in the algae. In the algae. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So, nice. but yeah, we've but our actual our LGA this weekend is in a. Uh, it's not a lockdown per se, but um, uh, everything's closing at three thirty. PM, but um, uh, okay. we have we have reached a new stage, which is good because of um, obviously the something that the Australian government has failed to realise, which is that it's probably a good idea to vaccinate people. Um, yeah. That, that uh, so the government, the the European governments have decided that vaccination vaccination is um, is a good idea. Uh, yeah. So we've now the these whatever vaccine passports are now um available oh. and so yeah right rest, restaurants are closed well they're not closed they're open restaurants and, and bars and stuff are open on weekends at the moment in this council because it's a high risk council uh but you can go in if you have a valid passport so yeah so wow. we're, we're moving wow. we're, we're mo moving slowly forward that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get something similar. It's uh, um, it's something that I'm sick of. It, it's so sick yeah. of talking about it that um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. Well, we're going to be um, and and waves. You've been ah so, yeah. Well, that wave. Yeah. So actually, um, me and Devo the Ranter went for a surf yesterday morning. It's the days are long. Um, and nice. So, Water's still cold. Oh mate, the water is so cold. It's like colder than winter at the moment. It's it's crazy. Is it I mean, actually yes, yes, colder, or does it feel uh, colder because it's? Oh, I don't know. It was it was. Cold. Put it this way: I was wearing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not renowned for for being very uh, good with the cold uh, or cold cold water. Not as not as bad as you, I would say. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was wearing a five four and um, which has a hood on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be fine. D uh, Devo, because he's a body surfer, he always, yeah. he always, he always wears a six five with a hood. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, he's got a really nice O'Neill six five. Yeah, uh, wow. yeah, completely. Um, and I was, I mean, it was tiny. The surf wasn't very good, but you know, duck dived a couple of waves and literally got the full ice cream headache. And this is like, we yeah, talking, you know, this is summer has summer's here mm. so it's yeah it's unusual um brutal. yeah brutal but the waves were crap the hoots were the hooting was good it was just me and oh, him um me and him getting a few getting a few waves and then the the apre surf 
coffee was even better. So, you know. Right. It always, yeah, it's always easy, isn't it? Love a good outbreak. Uh, completely. But contrary to um, to you lucky ducks in the uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's been probably, the, I mean, you know, memory as you get older, memory's, memory's foggy, right? And it's every, everything, every year seems to be the worst or the best or the biggest or the smallest or whatever. But uh, the last two months have definitely been the worst two months of surf that I've ever experienced. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think I've been surfing twice in two months. Yeah, wow. And you went from a yeah, you went. Well, we went from a high high, high, high high to a low low, but I guess that's that's surfing to a T, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, but uh, tell me about your tell me about your uh, your experience in a in a in a different dimension. Yeah, well, it's been it's been kind of pumping, but like it's weird. It's we had some epic days. I think spoke about the last um, episode or before, but. Um, it's just been consistently, you know, not below three foot pages, you know, like it's just been yeah. good and, and yeah. good conditions yeah. and pretty good banks everywhere. So no, it's just been super fun. Had, um, had an, one of the, well, had a really good surf at the, the Baddick Hedge. Um, yeah, I saw that. About a, a week ago. Yep. Go the oh, no, that was um, no, it was actually um another day. It was um, oh okay, wow. Yeah, it was probably it was even better. It was just barreling like nuts, um, which was good. Uh, a few of the local good guys were out there. Benny Flair on his on his boogie board and um, well, yeah. Were the there, were there were some of, were there some proper uh, bending inside section wedges or? Yeah, yeah, proper proper barrels, proper wedge yeah, barrels. Um, yeah, when it when one, it when it bends when it bends after that. On that yeah. on that section and that yeah, oh, it's, it, it's so it almost turn it almost turns around a corner. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I got one that uh, I got the biz, but then got smashed. But it was good while it lasted. Mate, that's what um, it's all about. That two point two milliseconds of fish, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. So, um, the, but the 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 upshot is uh, as um, you know, life is. Uh, Life is a a path of uh, ups and downs, right? But uh, it does look like Huey is going to be delivering the goods. So Tuesday, oh, cool. yeah, nice. Tuesday, Tuesday could be an all day, um, all day of uh, waves at the at the, the place that has super tubes. Um, and nice. then for the, and then for the rest of the week, it's uh, yeah, looking good. So you know, um, you got to you got to take the take the good with the bad. Yep. You got to. Uh, Got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, right? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. That's exactly right. Um, cool. Oh, good. Well, mm. I can't wait to hear about um, that. Yeah, me too. Um. Me too. <laughs> uh, the, the problem is once you once you get to a, you know, unless you've been. Uh, doing all sorts of exercising and keeping limber um yeah a couple of months of not surfing you kind of seize up right so it, it's it, uh, yeah it's it, it ha yeah it does it happens quick doesn't it that kind of mm. atrophy atrophy um, is the word for sure it's it's not good um mm. but like i think i've said before it comes back quick that i think you know you just have a couple, that's right that's a couple right. of sessions and you're, you're back on it back on the horse you 
Okay. So um, uh, I've got a quote for you. Oh wow! Cool. <laughs> yeah, to, to kind of lead into the uh, lead into the to the day, we can we could obviously talk about floating of boats and looking back and whatever yeah. else. But uh, so um, this is from the great Charles Mingus, and um, oh. any, any of any of you listener who uh, don't know anything about Charles Charlie Mingus or haven't really delved into the Mingus. Uh, the Mingus pie, um, I suggest you do. <laughs> uh, creativity is more than being just different. Anybody can plan weird. That's easy. What's hard is to be as simple as bark. Making the simple, awesomely simple, that's creativity. Charles Mingus. Wow. That's, um, I like that. Yeah. yeah so I, mean, I um, could just go nuts and just, yeah. Yeah, the sim simplicity and creativity. I mean, I, I guess it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be to the the uh, <clears throat> the episode today is tentatively titled "Fair Lights and Friction Free Filth." Um, yeah. So we're kind of looking at the the future from the future. We're looking at the past future <laughs> from the looking at the past future from the future. <laughs> Oh, okay. So we're going forward, looking back at the future. Well, we're looking so, back at we're looking back at what people thought was the future at the right. time, but we we have the oh, luxury of, we have the luxury we have the luxury of uh, being able so to. We're look being at it. in. Uh, so we're in the future, talking to talking to the, I don't know the, talking to the people of the past. <laughs> this is great. The time oh, Absolutely. Um, oh, and just before um, anyone who wants to do a little bit of Charlie Mingus, um, uh, I suggest um, a, a nice intro is Goodbye Pork Pie Hat. song but uh, a great name for a song so um sure. put that in put that into your uh into your quantal your quantal googles and um uh, goodbye pop pie hat yeah i like it well i like the sound uh, of it I'm yeah. <laughs> no you'll, you'll you'll like it for sure you'll like it uh sure. charlie charlie um, mingus um he, he he knows knew his stuff excellent um, excellent so, oh, and an well, honor, honor, sorry, an honourable mention for the episode. Just um, getting get, getting a bit musical would have to be uh, Timbuk Three. Um, the future's so bright, I got to wear shades. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher who wears dark glasses. Things are going great. Get 
I have literally not thought. I've literally never thought of that song in about <laughs> twenty years. Now uh, it's. I actually listened. I listened to it this morning. Um, uh, it's a terrible, terrible song, but it's a song of its. It's a song of its time. It has an incredible, um, obviously an incredible uh, chorus. Um, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, it's a classic. Um, it's a classic kind of lo-fi '80s uh, song. Actually, it's uh, it does tick a, tick a number of a number of interesting boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, there was some kind of very, I don't know, very kind of poorly, pro- not poorly produced, but just very kind of, I don't know, shit, kind of <laughs> yeah. production, production. I suppose the, the shit production where it just sounded very flat yeah exactly. i'm not sure if that one is i can't remember it now uh it kind of sounds so, like i mean it, it's got a kind of i don't know it, it's got that a little bit of that kind of 80s uh i don't know college indie college i mean yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's a kind of song that you would expect to find on a on a uh what was his name um, yeah i know you mean like on yeah, like six, know, 16 candles or yeah. um uh, like uh, Oingo Boingo or well, it, fu- funnily yeah. enough, funnily enough, I when I when I quantled it, um, I put in Oingo Boingo Future So Bright because I I put the two together, but then I worked out that it's uh, well, obviously the internet told me that it's not Oingo Boingo, <laughs> it's because uh, they did they did weird science, of course. I hide from my hand. Why don't people understand my intention? <laughs> Another another eighties uh, classic where you would expect to see this um this uh, song, um, but yes, it was of course it was Timbuk Three, <laughs> which is a pretty good name actually. Not as good awesome. as Boingo, not as good as Oingo Boingo. No, can't beat it. Sorry, that um, was a mass. That was a massive um, uh, shift to the left or to the right or underground. I'm not sure, but. Um... Anyway. No, no, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so we're we gonna go for a few floaters before we get yep. into the main topic, or are we, are uh, we absolutely um cool. You got um what's what what, what are you floating on? Um well I think I shared this with our little music group. I've been floating on a and I hope I haven't mentioned this before, my addled brain. Um uh, and this links a bit with Charlie Mingus. I've been floating on the uh, song called Soul Salsa Soul by Ludovic Navarre, um, otherwise known as Saint Germain. Oh, yeah. No, you did yeah. mention that last I episode. I did mention it. Yeah. And I'm still going um, on it. I'm just, I'm still going on that like whole. A... Well, there's the whole uh-huh. album. I'm just, I've just been, well, A, because it's in my car and I haven't been bothered to take it out. And uh, and B B because it's such a diverse um, it's such a diverse album of all different types of, of styles that uh, yeah it's it, it's it's just stayed in my stayed in my brain so I've I've been really exactly. addicting addicting out on the same album and it, it is it's a it, truth be told it's a double double album so um, there's a right. lot to there's a lot to get into but um, 
there is another um, another song or album that actually also links with um, part of what we're going to talk about today. And this is an awesome album with an even awesomer name and an even awesomer record cover. And the album is called Expert Knob Twiddlers. Okay. Which has got, got to be one of the best um, best album titles of all time. Uh, no, I don't think there's a double entendre really um, there. But um, so ex- yeah. Expert Knob Twiddlers, and it's by, um, well, they call themselves Mike and Rich. And Mike and Rich, okay. Mike and Rich are otherwise known as Mike Par- Paradisus or Paradinus, I think his name is. Um, Mike Paradinus, who is otherwise known as Music. Uh, Mu being the 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 uh, is it oh, a the symbol Mu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mu symbol hyphen Zik Z I Q. And Rich being Richard D. James, otherwise known as uh, Aphex Twin. This all links to our Fairlight discussion, but uh, them together, it's like a tour de force. So, um, nice. yeah. oh, I to to that. And I'll put the uh, the the record cover is is really cool as well. So, um, yeah, hard to search for if you don't have the mu a mu symbol on your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put in expert okay. knob twiddlers, and you might okay. You might it, it might go straight yeah. to porn Pornhub, but I'll put um, a safe. I'll put the safe search on before put I do the that. safe search on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes. I've been, oh, okay. I've been, I've been dominating the uh, the conversation. Give us what, what's floating for you, mate. Uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'll do a quick fly, quick fire floater. Just a quick little, um, I don't know, one foot floater. Um, I, I just, I've been watching a few music docos actually. So and semi long ones on on sort of the streaming and a few little mini ones on. Um, on YouTube um, and the like. Uh, so I think uh, Mr. Nermelston Senior got me onto 1971. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought for some reason I had a subscription to Apple TV, but I didn't. So it only let me watch the first one, but that was pretty epic. Um, so basically, all the music that came out in 71, I think I did mention this before. You did. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty yeah. epic. Um, good year. Good year. A good year for tunes. Um, then I saw watched this other one uh, by this band called uh, Silver Apples, kind of a bit of a an underground electronic uh, outfit from the sixties. That that um, that kind of was 
super interesting. Um, interestingly, they uh, sort of didn't become famous for quite a funny reason. Their second album uh, had a picture of them sitting in the cockpit of an aeroplane. It had a big Pan Am symbol on it. Um, and Pan Am were quite happy for the publicity until they realised on the back cover there was a, um, a picture of an aeroplane crash. And so they basically... <laughs> Pan Am basically said, look, we don't want you performing. We don't want you promoting the record. We don't, you know, um, seeing they had their image on the album and pretty much ruined their career. Um, but it's a pretty cool um, uh, electronic, early electronic tunage there, which is sort of re relative to today. Can, um, can, I, can, I, can I just, before, because I'm only interrupting yeah. because otherwise I will forget. There is an amazing yeah. documentary called The Name of the Band is Death. Have you seen this? <gasps> Oh, are they like they're like a, a it's African like an American punk yeah band? from De Detroit exactly exactly and wow. who yes. essentially essentially it, well according to the documentary essentially invented uh, punk and one of the one of the it's two brothers and another guy or a couple of other guys and one of the brothers the older one was kind of completely obsessed and it obviously he eventually. Um, went off the rails uh, through a number of reasons, but he was determined to keep the name of the band as death. And <laughs> um, of course, they, all these record labels and whatever wanted to sign them, but they wouldn't sign them if then, you know, three or four black guys playing punk music in early seventies with the name death. So um, yeah, just like your Pan Am uh, record label, they uh, unfortunately got kind of um, yeah. swept up swept under the rug yeah, great docker no, that, that, great docker yeah they sound really interesting i'll have to check that out um mm. so oh yeah cool um and and yeah, just a couple other ones i saw it was echo in the canyon about laurel canyon in la yep. in the 60s um great footage of some of the bands from there buffalo springfield is an epic song of theirs mr soul it's got super young neil young with the best sideburns ever um, <laughs> singing a song called Mr. Soul. Um, uh, yeah, so that's pretty epic. Um, yeah, so that's it. For, and, and just a few other, I've been watching a few uh, interesting ones that I mentioned for today's episode. And then uh, on the surf side of things, there's a good um, all kind of female uh, surf sort of movie put out by, I don't know, um, Billabong, I think. Billabong? Quicksilver, uh, whatever, yep. um, with um, Steph um, Gilmore in there um, surfing to a song uh, by a band called Laser Tits. I think that's kind of my favourite <laughs> band. <laughs> that's an awesome, awesome, awesome band. Like this song called Yeah Nah. I think that, uh, that it's also really good. It's all female surfing up sort of on the Goldie, I think, with um, another good song by Underworld is on that. So I think that was good. A um, bit of In Excess, a bit of Genga Jang um nice and uh oh and just the last floater i think um this is this was just a chance just chat you know that when you're out in the surf and you just have a chat with someone and then i was kind of as i was chatting to the guy because i noticed he had a, a dylan um surfboard yeah a dylan longbottom surfboard and um so we're chatting about that and then i realized it was um i won't pronounce his last name properly um ollie deuce do say, do say, do say. Uh, basically, uh, he lost a leg in a motorbike accident. Um, so he's a full charger with uh, with one sort of prosthetic leg. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, I think he spent a bit of time in Portugal. Somehow, in during COVID, he left Australia to, to surf uh, Nazare. Um, ah, yes, I, I did. I, I do recall seeing a uh, a little report on a on a one legged dude surfing Nazare. Yeah, but um, yeah, epic. I, I just um, you know, I think we probably talk about this a lot as surfers, but just how lucky we are to to be in the same environment as as um, as sort of the the top echelon in the in the field of, that we choose just out there with us i suppose and, and to see to yeah see it's, it's like it's like play, it's like playing on center court isn't it yeah except you'd get told to get off center court when you <laughs> quickly which i've been told to get off center uh, court of, uh, yeah yeah i've been i've been, yeah. been told to get off center court a couple of times we've we've, <laughs> we've talked about this yeah but uh yeah it was just craig craig this. finnis you fuckhead <laughs> yeah uh anyway yeah it's epic to see yeah it, and i mean it, it was only three or four foot but it's still that same um style of um takeoff with that with that one sort of leg um sort of i don't know how he does it to be honest but um yeah epic um no, that just floated my boat all right, absolutely. Uh, just on a on another documentary idea, um, I haven't watched this, but uh, some good mates actually just sent a message yesterday saying they had started watching. It's on Netflix. Um, uh, this is pop. Um, oh, and it, I did it, see that. Yeah, yeah it talks the, about the. It's yeah. kind of like it gives a um, an overview of the kind of the rise of different areas of pop. So. Uh, um, the Swedish uprising, the Britpop invasion, the, the rise of music festivals. Uh, this one sounds really good. How one building in New York City defined music in the 60s. I assume that's like CBGBs or something. Um, Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's out on uh, on Netflix. So, um, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Lots of, lots of doctastic, mate. Doctastic. Check it out. Okay. Mm. Um yeah. Um, so my float, my else? floating the boat. Well, oh, my floating, sorry. floating the boat is just anticipating waves. That's that's floating my boat. <laughs> it's a. Uh, that's it's keeping good. Me, yeah. Keeping me, keeping me with a modicum of sanity. Um, yeah. So. So um. So when you're um, anticipating a, a swell, do you do you do you do like and you haven't surfed for a while? Do you do you go through your um, you know your quiver? You you kind of just <laughs> get, get your fins uh, right. Yeah, well, we've, we've, um, our house has been, we've had kind of the last six months, there's been lots of work being done and reorganization. And anyway, long story. But so yesterday, I spent most of the day cleaning out the, sh the work, I've got a workshop and cleaning out the workshop. Uh, so my boards, a lot of my boards were kind of buried beneath crap um, over the last couple of months. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously not, um, I'm exaggerating, but um, yes, I will be over probably the Savo. I'll finish that off and I might even, you know, I might do the, uh, I might do the Kizza, the Kizza, get the boards out, um, take the wax off, give them a bit of a clean, get them all nice. Oh, prepared. the rewax. Yeah, wow. I, haven't done, I haven't done a good rewax for, for quite a while. So um, I never I do that. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got, I actually, on, on my list of things to do, one of my list of things on the list for for many a month has been to fix a few dings. So I might even do that at some stage, but um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did that the other day. I did a, had a four boards all out sitting in the sun. I did that stupid thing where I had my, it was actually in a good surf out at the paddock edge. And um, you know, when that little leggy bit of your leggy, whatever you call that loop of rope that you attach yep. your leg rope to, it was too long. And I had it the full through. Pull it through. through the deck. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. And I was chatting to a guy and he was going, yeah, I saw that before you were paddled out. And I thought, my mom should have said something to you. That looks too long. So, oh. <laughs> um, uh, um, Rod Rodrigo, our boy from Brazil, uh, he advised me a long time ago. He's got a good technique, which is you loop, you get, you, you loop the, 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 the leg rope loop through your, through the, the plug as you normally would. Yeah. But then you have two loops coming up, one on each side, and then you thread yeah. the rail yeah. saver through. So you, not only is it shorter, but you get double, double protection, double strength. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a slow learner. I, I've just realised that. Just it's, only, it's, it's only it's only taken you um, 30, 30, 40 years. Thirty-four years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it'd be longer than that, wouldn't it? Thirty-eight. Oh, I mean, I don't thirty-eight want, don't, years. Don't, Th thirty-eight years. <laughs> don't want to think about it. Um, um, sure. Okay. Uh, um, I've got. I've got here. Lookbacks. Nothing to report. Oh. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, I've got. I've got a look back. I actually, got a. I got a message from um, one of my brothers, a brother yep. Bodger, um, my eldest brother Dudley, Dudley Bodger. Um, yeah, he was uh, full seventies style master. Um, on the old toy gun single fin back in the day when I was a, before I even surfed, he was uh, surfing. Um, was, was, where was he? He wasn't. He wasn't dominating at North Billy, was he? No, he he was. Uh, he went straight to the um, Bazak. He, he wasn't Oof. messing around with. Ah, with, um, wow! That that takes that takes cojones. Yeah, but um, anyway, he sent me a. Um, uh yeah you, you heard about the next step or the previous episode with our bagpipes etc and um he uh he posted uh, or he sent me a, a doco or a, a podcast basically on weird al yankovic uh oh. who, who who excels at the accordion um and it's a it's a he it's a he, has, he he just has to excel at the accordion doesn't he yeah yeah but it's a classic sort of well, not sort of like a rags to riches or, or like a, a sort of a, a, a nerd to um, riches story where, but the classic, the, the reason he got into the accordion to begin with was his mum was really protective of him, but this, this traveling salesman came around to their house and he was selling either the accordion or a guitar. And, and the, the mum just went, oh, um, yeah, go for the accordion. That's right. so, uh, <laughs> he's thinking I'll be a cool guitar player. Just he bought the accordion, and um, the rest is history. But um... Can't be Weedle, and and um, 
if, if, if any, you listener, if you go out and, um, and quantle, quantle the, uh, quantle Weird Al, he looks exactly the same. I mean, I don't know what kind of, what kind of, yeah, uh, on, elixir, of elixir of youth he's, he's, um, he's on, but he's still got the long ringlets. He's still, his face still looks exactly the same. He's still, you know, he's still the yeah. Weird Al, the Weird Al that we grew up with. Yeah, but it was great. This the person who told the story basically said, you know, he was kind of a, a bit of an outcast as a kid. And you know, watching MTV growing up, he always felt like he was never going to be cool enough, never going to be, you know, get the girl or whatever. And then Weird Al came along, and, and it was just like, oh, it's it's kind of okay to be, um, it's okay to be weird. Um, it's it's as as Huey Lewis so eloquently stated, it's hip to be square, right? exactly um but yeah i love a bit of weird out and um smells like nirvana i, I, I watched that on youtube that name. <laughs> well and i so sent you a, i sent you a link to his um uh, his grammar um oh yes video which yes. Uh, from a uh, from a linguist's point of view um uh, it's mind-blowing so w whether or not he is that's that kind of way inclined that he wrote that himself, or he probably has a team of people writing stuff for him. But uh, yeah, um, I, I can't remember what the name of the song was, but um, something. Yeah, I think it's like grammar crimes or something like that. Grammar word crimes, crimes, yeah, word crimes, word, word crimes, crimes. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. And the video, the video is actually excellent as well. So, <laughs> cool. so, um, so well, let's it. let's I'm let's done. move to let's move to the future, you... or the past, the past future, past the future, future past. I've gone, I think I don't know. I've gone. Yeah, I've gone future past. past. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I've done, but it's it's kind of electronic and it's it's exciting. Yeah. So um, I mean, well, look, should we start with the music? So the, uh, we had an idea last was it last episode? Anyway, talking about uh, yeah. Well, for some reason, the word that the the fair light came into my mind. Mm. And, yeah. Um, so those those of you listener who don't know what the Fairlight is, apart from being a suburb of Sydney, um, that I know too well, um, the Fairlight was essentially the first synthesizer um, that uh, was invented by a couple of Australian chaps um, nice. in the suburb of Fairlight, which I lived in for eight or so years, yeah. and um, it. Well, it, it the Fairlight CMI, which is quite cool. Talking of acronyms, Computer Musical Instrument. That sounds so. Uh, <laughs> it it sounds so, sounds so wonderfully naive, doesn't it? Um, yeah. uh, digital synthesizer, sampler, and digital audio workstation introduced in 1979 by Fairlight. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially, the first digital sampler. Um, so that right. Could, yeah. Okay. Could, Put sounds in, loop them around, and um, do all of that kind of bizzo. Right, yeah, because I mean, obviously there were kind of electronic sounds before that, or you know, just yep, yep. you know, whatever oscillators or whatever. But this was the first kind of functional exactly sampler. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my understanding of it anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, of and kind of you know the 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 forefather of many different synthesizers and samplers to come which of course you know these days uh, i mean i, I actually looked online a fairlight now cost you would cost you about thirty 
thirty to $35,000. Um, but you can buy, of course, with a, with a Mac or even an iPad, you can buy um, Just an, app. an app that's about 50 times more powerful probably. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty but, crazy. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so who was, who, um, was using them at, early on? Well, I mean, for, you know, it, it's the classic story of two kind of nerds who um, had the idea to build themselves a, set, a, th a synthesizer. Um, and they, um, one guy, two, two guys, Kim Ryrie and Peter Vogel um, in the suburbs of Sydney, um, Ryrie asked Vogel if he would be interested in making the world's greatest synthesizer. Um, which is a pretty bold wow. thing to a pretty bold thing to say in uh, 1975. Well, they named it Fairlight actually after the after the hydrofoil. I don't know if you, you of course you mm. do remember the hydrofoils. One of the hydrofoils, oh one of the hydrofoils that went across Sydney Harbour was called Fairlight. So of course. Um, yeah. yeah. And they were so modern, like they they were like something out of the future, weren't they? Oof, I used to love going on those Back things. They were day. they were crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so anyway, they they developed this this machine, and of course, it then kind of took off. Um, not surprisingly, one of the first uh, people to to really um, get on get on with it, get into it, uh, was Peter Gabriel. Ah. So, um, you know, we haven't really talked much about Peter Gabriel in this um, show, but his third eponymous studio album, which is pretty funny. Um, I don't know if his first, I don't know if his first two were also called Peter Gabriel, but this one is definitely Peter Gabriel. And um, it used the, the Fairlight pretty much exclusively. Um, yeah, right. And that's an album that's got things like Games Without Frontiers, Biko. he is one but a darling of this podcast um also was a an early adopter which is our much beloved kate bush our, our um our spirit animal 
our spirit yeah. animal, Kate Bush. So, yeah. um, and Kate Bush's 1980 album, uh, Never Forever, which um, probably not one of her classics you wouldn't have said, but it does it does contain Babushka, which, uh, you know, um, yeah. is, a, is a pretty out there song and a mm. classic, classic uh, uh, Kate, Kate Bush video. Um, that was heavily influenced and heavily used uh, the Fairlight, um, and then of course, yeah. I mean, it goes it, it goes on and, and actually linking with uh, our earlier talk of um, Oingo Boingo and Timbuk Three, Thomas Dolby was an early um, ah. adapter. Oh. Um, so she blinded me with science. And uh, hyperactive. Remember hyperactive? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're on the fairlight. That's mm. great. Um, but um, and yeah. then of course you know Tre Trevor Horn, Alan Parsons, Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock, um, ah, Jan Hammer. Which of course um, he did the Miami Vice theme oh, on a fairlight. So good. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, just a, just an interesting idea. It, I mean, it looks cool. If you, we'll we'll put some pictures up of on it. Um, it it looks cool. It, it I guess it kind of, interestingly enough, it it. You know, you talked earlier about yes, there were uh, kind of prototype synthesizers, and um, if you listen to Pink Floyd metal um that's got some stuff on it and that's kind of late 60s and you know there's a whole host of of other albums of course um but i guess this is kind of where in many respects electronic the electronic music exploded out um just because of the the access and the the usability of of the fairlight yeah um, yeah yeah that's interesting because i mean because everyone talks about Kraftwerk uh, with their sort of early electronica stuff, but as far as I know, they they were super smart and they used to have to program yep. all their sounds kind of manually. Like yeah, I mean they, they were they were essential they were essentially scientists, weren't they? <laughs> I think they were. Mm. Um, whereas the everyday musician probably just couldn't get their head around, um, you know manipulating what that whatever they used so the fairlight yeah. sounded like it was at least user friendly for the average human well and but there is obviously with it with every uh every invention there's a uh you know it's a double-edged sword so there's a I, I read that um another another favorite of the uh of this podcast um in in human form and in band band form uh devo um, oh. so, so Devo's 1984 album Shout, um, which I don't know that much about, but um, no. let's let's see. No. If uh, that um, 
relied heavily on oh it's got are you experienced on it um which is a song that i've i know a little bit about um so their uh their album shout um featured the fairlight so heavily that um gerald from D- devo later stated that shout was the biggest regret of his career because the fairlight just kind of took over everything <laughs> <laughs> He said it took over the songwriting, it took over the ideas, it basically determined the whole sound of the album. So, which is quite an interesting idea. It's it's like uh, it's like it's AI, like early early AI, um, uh, just um, running okay. a mark, running a mark, and uh, um, dominating the the whole album, which is which is quite an interesting thing, right? Yeah, it's like Hal from two thousand one, kind of just exactly, said, yeah. Dave. <laughs> Uh, oh that's interesting um, um and so what happened to the fairlight like i mean it, well it, no it just it, so i don't think anything happened to it and i think people still use them i mean you know if you if you youtube is full of videos of uh people like i don't know let's say orbital if you there's a there's a video of orbital that i've watched and they they go through not not talking about the fairlight although they've probably got one but you know showing their um Roland, equipment. yeah, they're Roland, whatever synthesizers that they they you know that they still high, hold in high regard, and you can't get, you know, you can't get a sound that's uh, um, as unique from this. So I'm sure that people still use them, but essentially what happened was technology. So um, you know, right. uh, there it's is a it's, yeah. Um, basically technology got better and smarter and quicker and i guess you got these roland synthesizers and stuff that um that could hold all of that stuff without having to have the the computer keyboard and whatever else and then of course you got you got things like cubase and other um computer programs that did all of that for you i guess yeah but it's funny because there are those brands like roland and I think even Moog, you still see those around, but but Fairlight seemed to be a bit of a um, a bright kind of supernova, and then just yeah, exactly. As far as as far as a continual brand, um, yep. is is concerned, which is interesting. Mm. Um, uh, interesting, just I'm like co- just like the hydrofoil, <laughs> exactly, and the uh, and the hovercraft. Have you ever been on a hovercraft? that is something no i've you know what i've never been in a helicopter or a hovercraft oh, i've never so. been in a helicopter and i never in, well that's funny you being a pilot you've never been in a helicopter um i've never been in a helicopter and i will never go in a helicopter unless i'm being rescued from somewhere um when i don't have a choice uh just like i will never go in a cessna um cessna. Unless, 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 unless i'm being rescued from somewhere um they're, they're two things that i categorically state i will never go into um, okay. Fair enough. Uh, um, uh, Coil, the band Coil. Um, oh, never heard of them. Yeah, they're uh, interesting. Interesting outfit. Um, Coil, uh, experimental music group formed in the eighties um, in in London. They described using the Fairlight as the oral equivalent of William Burroughs cut-ups. All oh, right. Yes. Mm. Okay. So yeah, that's a pretty. Um, Basically, Burroughs used to cut up texts and rearrange them and see how that yes how that looked. Um, so that's that's a pretty cool uh, metaphor, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's mm. yeah, that's really interesting. 
Um, so that, wow. that's that's okay. my that's my little uh, dive into the future past. Um, and of okay. course, for, for me personally, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, of electronic music in in every way. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of uh, I do remember hearing about the Fairlight or reading about it as a as a as a kid, um, probably because also Duran Duran used the Fairlight. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's. Um, it, it kind of uh, it, it piqued my my interest into uh, the whole world of uh, of electronics, and it's it's one of those things where probably the name is more mythical than what the actual machine was, but it's for some reason it's mm. got this kind of it's got this kind of ethereal uh, aura about it. Yeah, I think I think that name thing. I think whenever I see a band play and there's there's keyboards. I always like to look at the name on the keyboard because it's always it's always written along the back of the keyboard in it. Right. For some reason, there's the there's that mystique with just the name. And uh, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. You don't get that with other instruments. I don't maybe just because it's hard to write a big label on a on a saxophone. <laughs> yes, but it's true. Like as you said, like if you see if you see Moog, um, yes, yeah. it's, it's pretty you know you're uh, for a good night. You yeah. know, you know, you're in for a good night. If you see uh, uh, Yamaha home organ, you know it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be the, in for a night of umpa. Exactly the uh, whatever the something tone. Be, what is it? It's like a be, better tone or better. I can't remember. <laughs> what it's called, but um, but, um yeah. well, can I hit you with my take on the electronic kind of world? Absolutely. Um, or a bit of it anyway. Yeah, because when I started looking into sort of synthesizer thing, I came across this, um, well, it was just a, a documentary trailer for, for this movie called Sisters with Transistors. Um, and it was basically, it's basically about all the sort of female um, electro pioneers. And, and like, like a lot of history, science is probably similar. A lot of the female pioneers were kind of pushed um, out of, the limelight or out of even out of history in a way um so there, there's a lot of names which i'd never heard of um so I hit, there's wendy carlos daphne Oram, delia derbyshire and else marie Parday. They're, they're the names that sort of sprung up to me the first one wendy carlos she she um oh, interestingly she was born walter carlos and she did a bit of a a westerly Wendina and is and yep. then Wendy Carlos. She ended up teaming up with with Moog, the actual um, uh, Robert Moog, and um, she, so she um, composed like the work, like the, the soundtrack for Clockwork Orange. No way. Um, and the Shining. Um, so she she was a real um, yeah, really interesting. Some really epic uh, footage of her working at Moog, but like the early Moog synthesizers. I don't know if you've seen them. They look like um, you know those old-fashioned telephone exchanges where you've got wires. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So, so you got to you got to take out take out a plug and put it in another section and. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you. Um, and there's a great um, footage of her um, sort of manipulating that Moog synthesizer. Did that. Um, so she she seems really fascinating. Um, Delia. Derbyshire, Derbyshire, um, this English pioneer again, and a few of these people worked at this amazing place called the BBC Radio Radiophonic Workshop. So basically, well, the BBC back in the day, you know, they had to develop all their sound effects um, themselves, and so it was this kind of 
almost like this kind of post-war tinkering workshop where they just yep. make yep. the sounds for all the shows. Um, and Dearly Devonshire made the tape loops um, and sounds for the Doctor Who theme. Can I just interject yeah. because the 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 fair light took up took on well followed that because um, I've got a list of kind of classic Fairlight songs and on it there's a song called uh, the whale by Paddy Kingsland and oh. this was produced by the BBC radiophonic workshop on a right. Fairlight. My God! So they they, they went go. on they went on then to use the Fairlight so yeah. Well, there Sorry. you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, then there's um, Daphne Oram who who made the the wonderfully sounding Oramic machine, um, mm. which was a very early form of a synthesizer. Where to, to get the the waveform for the sound, um, she actually developed this technique where she just draw draw the drew the waveform on a on film. Um, so basically, you got clear strip of film and then you just draw with texture on the on the um film and that and process that through a and it plays um, it plays exactly the way that you've drawn the the wave yeah yeah right if that Um, if that's not a if that's not a the if that's not the pivotal sound waves moment in our history i do not know what is the the ultimate link between surf and music was by what was her name daphne daphne orem and I Daphne Orem is the is the guru. Yeah, and she she pretty much looked like my second grade teacher, Mrs. Drabwell. So totally <laughs> Drabwell. sort of librarian chic, but for this crazy electro pioneer, which I love. And oh, um, good, the very last, the, the fourth woman on my list is uh, Elsie Elsie Marie Parday. I'm probably saying that wrong. She was Danish sort of electro pioneer. One of her first. She, um, she was the first. Like, she was the first woman to knit a synthesizer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not as easy as it sounds. Anyone um, called anyone? What was it? What was her name? Sorry, Daphne. No, Elsie. Elsie. Anyone? Elsie. Anyone called Elsie has just got to be good at knitting, surely. Yeah. Well, basically, she um, before she got into electronic music, she was um, part of the uh, Danish resistance in World War Two. And she Jesus. she was a member of the I love this uh, the, she was a member of the all female explosives group, um, oh, the resistance, yeah. which you know, blowing up, up blowing up Nazis and making yep. sick beat, making sick beats. 
Apparently she spat on a Nazi when she was a kid. So um, that led her, I suppose, into explosives. Um, And the rest is history. Um, How good is that? How good is that? Uh, So check it out. Well, that whole, I I have seen, I have seen kind of early, again, YouTube will, will, uh, illuminate us all but um there i remember seeing a kind of early doco of a guy in a, a full boffin in some big room in bbc you know the bowels of the bbc just with yeah. all sorts all sorts of uh uh what were they called those old i guess they're tubes like sort of, aren't they glass like tubes those sort of, that, yeah those kind of oscillators and and yeah yeah like i know what you mean those things mm. transistors tube exactly transistors. exactly um i just um, just, just Three little, three little extras that I forgot to mention. Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Art of noise. Mo- Art of noise. Moments in love. And Africa. Bambata. Planet rock were all made oh. also on uh, the Fairlight. Wow. How about popcorn? That's, <laughs> that's a, my first earliest memory of shitty electronic music. Um, probably doesn't <laughs> rate rate in the kind of. Yeah, well, you know, your canon, but um, you know, sorry, deathly, deathly totally killed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so, um, oh, how about how about so we've we've just made that amazing link between uh, surf and music um, through the handwritten sound waves onto celluloid. Um, mm-hmm. Where are you going with the the, the past future of, of surf? Oh my god! Well, um, I'm I'm going pretty mathematically, um, kind of. Yeah. Um, do you, Do you want to hit me with what, what you got? Or um... well, I've got a little I've got a little anecdotal aside, which is kind of a little bit different from cool. my from no, what, where, where I'm going. But my little anecdote. Um, my good mate uh, Aldo, who um, he and I um, did everything from being Christian surfers t- to uh, traveling the world together. Um, he, very talented surfer who now surfs the points of uh, northern New South Wales. Mm. And um, he went through a phase of, he, he and his very um, uh, eccentric father, teamed up with Derek Hind and um, oh, actually, no, and actually made a company called Swivel Fins. So um, oh, again, wow. again, get on the, get on the, on the Quantal, the Quant Google and um, uh, Google Swivel Fins and Swivel Fins were, a, you know, futuristic, a futuristic moment where the two, I mean, this ideally, obviously, in a, at, at the time, it was all about the thruster, but you could essentially um, alter the angle of the fins, the way that they pointed, you know. Right. A, what, a, did they a, swivel? Rotating, they swiveled on a, so uh, the actual plug was a round plug that you could. I certainly, yeah. That you could move. Now, um, did they I mean, swivel freely? Or did you no 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 select, just uh, no you could you, you could, could select an angle. yeah with a, I, I believe that it was an Allen key setup it was either an Allen key or a, or a Phillips head um, and yeah so you you know it's, ostensibly it was a normal fin but you could you could swivel it now me Adjust being me being uh, neither 
particularly gifted at surfing or particularly adventurous in um, my equipment at the time, I can't recall ever having actually swiveled them. But um, I, I was do going to say you I, didn't put them. Did, oh, you had one. You had a swivel. I still do have one somewhere. Um, one what? of my best. One of my best Christmas presents of all time. I was living over in Europe and I uh, came home and Aldo uh, spent Christmas with us. And on Christmas Day, um, I was told to close my eyes and a hand-shaped 6-2 brand new hand-shaped by Aldo with swivel fin set up um, was presented to me. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's crazy. And unfortunately, the you know the idea was there. I think they got really good feedback, even from like people like uh, Smelly Skater and and stuff, because you know it, for someone who could someone who could surf really well, <laughs> he, he, the potentially the idea was pretty good. You know, you could you could um, yeah. open up the open up the uh, the fins a little bit or close them off a little bit. Uh, you know, my 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 knowledge of what they would actually do is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um someone like Slater would, would change it by, you know, a, you know, a few degrees or, or not even, you know, exactly. half a degree. And, 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 and notice it. The mm. Yeah. But yeah. The, um, the word on the street is that they kind of got crushed by FCS, basically. Right. Um, right. So whether that was intentionally or unintentionally, um, yeah. So swivel fins were a future, a, a future that never happened. It was an alternate like future. It, it, it was a... Uh, it was one of the many, um, uh, what are they called? Um, alternate universes, no, multiverse. Mm. It, it was a multiverse, yep. a multiverse strand that, that didn't go um, uh, as far as it possibly could have. Yeah, well, who knows what that could have thrown up. Um, mm. Yeah, because I remember talking to Aldo and he, um, he made a lot of boards where the fins were straight if you know what i mean like 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 those most... like that photo that you sent the of the mccoy right <laughs> no no more like um you know most fins are actually angled pretty much if you do a straight line the fins would point to the nose so they're slightly angled in oh uh, yes i see what you mean yep, 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 the yep. side fins uh where he he had them straight so pointing in the direction of travel not not angled in um right. i kind of don't know what he was on about there but yeah he knows is is this yeah i just think i i he, he, also, he also had he also had um, double foiled fins so all three fins were double foiled oh okay yeah, yeah. so i don't get yeah. that i don't get that that doesn't no. make sense to me oh i mean he swore by it and uh, you know if you remember i don't know i haven't seen him surf for a long time but he he was such a ripper he's such a good style such yeah. a good style um, I remember uh, the day the show, day though. before the day before we left on our European sojourn that in as as uh, naive nineteen year olds um, we surfed South Zach and um, he he had kind of a kind of semi sponsorship from CHP at the time we both we both went away with um, a quiver of CHP boards actually they were fucking nice boards nice, um, nice. and. The last surf before we we got on the uh, seven four seven to to Europe, um, he did a backhand three sixty right in front of me, and that was the, still one of the best maneuvers I've ever ever seen um, uh, done. Just yeah, absolutely. But like it yeah. like it went up for a 
a re-entry and just whoop, all the way around. Just, wow. Just kept going around. Maybe his yeah. fins just swiveled on, on the spot. And he just no, I think I think that was uh, the, the swivel and stuff was uh, was later. We were riding just conventional, uh, very nice um, Matt Hames um, shaped uh, CHPs. Yeah, wow. No, yeah, they were they were they were beautiful boards. Beautiful, beautiful boards. Yeah, very yeah. high performance. <clears throat> so um, hit me hit me with your hit me with the maths. Okay, here we go. Um, well, just just before while we're on out, all I remember. The, the, my last memory of interacting with Aldo was I stole his spring suit on a Christian camp weekend down at uh, Werry Beach. So if, you, if you're listening, Aldo, I'm sorry, but it was a little bit chilly in the morning and your wedding was hanging out on the fence. So, um, oh, well, you, mean, you mean you stole it as in you wore it? Well, yeah, I didn't steal it for good. I just wore it. You, gave it, you gave it back soggy and sandy. While he was shivering in his bodies for the for the early hours. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, oh yeah. Uh, that was a, that was a. It's still feeling it, guilty about that. Your uh, um, your Christian your Christian sensibilities of uh, they must have uh, deserted you, mate. Forgive me. That's why I still haven't been barreled since. Um, <laughs> on my back end. Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so, um, so, so friction free because I think you came up with the title friction free filth. Yes. And so that got me thinking. Obviously, Derek Hind, no fins, and. It's always bugged me that he calls his surfing friction free because, look, I'm no, you know, uh, particle physicist or whatever, but um, uh, I do believe there's still friction involved if you take the fins out. Um, I believe there's know. a whole, I believe there's a whole bottom of the board. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and if it were true, well, basically, so basically it led me down a, a wormhole as uh, a time machine wormhole of science. And as strangely enough, this guy called Jean de Ronde de Lambert from 1752 discovered um, an equation for fluid dynamics uh, had a bit of an anomaly in that that the equations were were good the the maths the math was good the math um, so when when he punched these numbers in trying to work out how much drag or friction was on a surface going through um a fluid he would get zero he would get friction free uh, and and he showed his mates uh he went look you know is, am i doing the right things and they and they they, they couldn't figure it out. Like the, they, the so they, they, right. veri they verified the equation, obviously. Yeah. And so they, they got to this point where there was no drag, no friction. Um, but the problem was in real life, in real life experiments, so that there was a split between the theory and the practice. In, in practice, there was friction, but they couldn't figure out why. And basically... It took until, so this was 1752 De Lambert. I reckon De Lambert and Hines might be somewhat related. To, <laughs> they they must be, they must be, they must be. Because basically this problem wasn't solved until 2008. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and what's the, what is the so solution? Or what, well, what, well, basically, did he make a mistake or? Uh, sorry, I forgot to carry the one. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, 
the calcul the calculators basically, were a bit dodgy back then. Yeah, yeah. Now basically, um, apparently, fluid dynamics and friction and water and turbulence are the probably the most complicated sort of things you can calculate in science. Um, Wow. There's, there's actually another formula called the Navier-Stokes equation. Uh, and that's part oh, yes, of, of, I don't course. know if you've heard of the, um, of course. Um, it's part of the, if you have the, it's called the Millennial Prize or something like that. It oh, started yeah. in yep. 2000. Basically, there's a million dollar prize for a lot of these um, unsolved. They're, they're like, um, they're, they're scientific problems that have been, you know, around Yet for, for ages. Yeah. Yeah. So this Navier-Stokes equation still hasn't been solved, and there's a, a million-dollar prize uh, if you, you can figure it out. So I, I reckon we should probably get the uh, we'll, we'll get the get the combined brain power of our enormous mm, listenership, listenership to, uh, to yeah. um, put their put their minds together, and we can we can divvy up the yeah. million-dollar prize. And um, so yeah, so I was looking into it, and and as YouTube tend, I don't know, I think there's there's tends to be this thing with science on youtube and trying to sexy it up a bit um yes, and there's a yes. guy there's a guy or there's a girl called physics girl this kind of good looking yep. girl who tries to you know explain physics um but there's this uh guy who explains the the navier stokes equation and the problem as he strips um down to his uh his uh, undercrackers so um <laughs> It's quite fascinating watching. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I just think that's quite fascinating that, that, that Derek is obviously a bit deluded with his friction-free theory. Because I, I mean, if it's true there's no friction, he he wouldn't need a wave. He, he could just catch a wave and just keep spinning off into the distance. Um, well, yeah, forever. I mean, exactly. It's well, he would, in theory, he wouldn't even need to catch a wave, would he? He'd just need to get some speed up. He <laughs> just need to, I don't he know. Could just, you could just, he could just but, run at a lake and just jump on his yeah. board and just skim right across fucking Lake Superior to the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, or so, the Pacific Ocean. Exactly. So, I don't know, maybe he's onto something. Maybe there's something I'm not getting, but... Um, so maybe I it mean, should be called friction, a little bit less friction. Yeah. There's uh, a fraction too much friction. Oh. There's a fraction too much friction. There's a fraction too much friction. There's a fraction too much friction. Yeah, yeah. There's a fraction boom. too much friction. Uh, boom. But anyway, um, so there we go. Maths, hey? Yeah, um, no, that's that's brilliant, mate. You you uh you summed that up very eloquently. My my uh my non-maths brain is already um reeling yeah. at the uh, at the, okay. the computational skill that's been required just to understand what you've been saying. Just to even think about it. Um so but apart from that, I just had some I've just had some ideas for future inventions that that I would like to see. Oh, so do you, do you want me to hit you with these? Um, Fucking so earth. the first one, well, we've all got, we've all seen cars now that can auto park. Yep. Um, so my idea was the auto tube. So basically, nice. uh, it, it, 
it's like just, cruise, it, cruise, it, con cruise control for the tube. Yeah. So basically, it's got sensors on the board. All you got to do is just set it up, and it'll it'll finish the job for you. Um, you still got then, you still have to take you, off though, right? You still have to take off. Yeah, I think you got to take off, but I've got something for the takeoff. Right. right okay. Um, okay. And, and after the auto tube, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, and, and also there's an extra feature if you want to pay for it. it's called auto claim at the end of it <laughs> just, uh, um, oh, the other brilliant. one was mind surfing um, mind surfing where you could download other people's surfing experiences into your uh, brain it's like, so a, it's, like a, it, it's a full black mirror episode yeah so like Kyle Lenny's I don't know or, or what uh, Justin DuPont's tube at Jaws you could download that yeah your, i mean just in japan I, I think if i downloaded any part of kailani's brain into my brain i would instantly become 10 times less intelligent <laughs> you'd just be like drinking red bull and and eating eating uh people. apparently he apparently he's apart from his red bull obviously he's satisfying his uh sponsors he apparently lives on a diet of um uh, Taco Bell burritos, vegetarian burritos. Okay, nice. No, look, um, he, ob he obviously seems like a highly um, intelligent guy in his own in in his own way, right? So, but um, yeah, yeah. No, look, you know. But um, anyway, that yeah. So, um, bit of bit of sort of yeah, as you said, Black Mirror style downloading of um, like other people's like experiences. Mm -hmm. um, another one is it? You know, when you get um, that rush of a good feeling so you actually get that one barrel of your year <laughs> yeah you know tend to average um but you you want to relive that feeling um Ooh. we've heard of um as we enter our our older years we've heard of hormone replacement therapy so i've, I've um, developed barrel replacement therapy right where they, you, you, where you, you can get the rush look at a picture of yeah, yeah. So you get you, as soon as you think of your barrel, you get a, a little shot of um, dopamine and adrenaline, um, uh, sort of artificially, kind of just injected into the back of your head. Or something. can we can we make it into like a can we make it make it into a powdered form so you can sniff it? <laughs> okay, sure. Just for the just for the you know if you if you if you just for the uh, the, the the drug fiends among us, um, you know, of course you can have it in your normal safe to safe to eat. Um, pill form or dopamine, whatever your little your little hit, but yeah. it'd be pretty it'd be pretty cool if you got the boys together and you know you'd have you'd had a couple of beers and then you can just sniff a big line of ten foot pipe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Or maybe to a pipe. Well, yeah, sort. that's it. Maybe maybe yeah. we can maybe we can get some uh, some botanist to to lace some um, Maui Wowie with some uh jaws 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 um yeah. 30 foot jaws i, just, I don't know lace, just a little bit of, I, I i yeah look i'm a bit i'm a bit of a straightie i like just a nice soft um i don't know <laughs> well, maybe an, or, or an ipa an ipa with a little bit of uh <clears throat> a little bit of eight foot um cloud break in it it's <laughs> all right a chopes, uh, a, a chopes uh, cabernet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, no. You're right. So I actually think that um, you know, all all jokes aside, for me, 
it would have to be probably a nice red blend of some description um, with maybe just a six foot desert point drainer. Put a bit of that flavoring into the into my nice, um, uh, you know, 19, uh, 2016 um, Shiraz uh, mm. blend. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. We'll get the right. of that. Get, get, um, get the get the get the boffins working, mate. Get the boffins working. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, that, that's about it. I think the, the other invention I have was the a priority um, ship. On it, it has to be mandated. Um, we, we're going into a, a bit of a authoritarian kind of futuristic dystopia where every surfboard <laughs> has has a priority chip um and so basically if it's not your turn you can't catch the wave Ooh, I like some that. sort I like of that. some sort of braking mechanism will, will kind of just stop you uh from catching too many waves um well, maybe, maybe maybe you get a, a, if you if you try and snake someone the board gives you a, like an electric shock yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had. Well, I thought. Well, if you in, in the end, if you kind of catch too many waves, in the end, your fins just fall off or something. Like that. <laughs> I think well, electric shocks good. The board. The board. The board paddles you in. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The paddle um, shame. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and and my last one. This is actually a serious, semi-serious idea I've had. Well, you know how there's a sort of electric or powered surfboards now which i think are just ah! you know, just you know don't go there kind of thing did you but, sorry but, did you did you sorry to interrupt did you see the fucking photo of zuckerberg on an electric foil with a, a draped in a draped in an yeah. american was, was flag that, was that My actually God. him I, I, some reason yeah, i, I think thought so. that was the guy of, the guy yeah. if 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 face fuck wasn't bad enough already jesus christ it's enough to enough to just want to blow that shit up that's pretty crazy mm. but now my idea was basically just to give you a little bit of a push on the takeoff just a little push <laughs> you can you can while you're sitting out there not doing anything waiting for a wave you can just have like a little hand pump and just pump a little bit of air pressure ah. in your and um it'll just give you just a little while you're uh while you're nattering away with your mates out in the lineup, every, everyone's, it might everyone's look a little bit funny with everyone kind of just pumping, <laughs> pumping something uh, on their board. But yeah, that, that's a little air pressure pump. Well, maybe, maybe for the maybe for those you know there there are those surfers who just you know when you see those guys and it's always guys who just pump. They're always oh. pumping their board, like even if they're on oh, a yeah. fucking even if they're on a yeah. section that. They could just be flowing. They're just pumping. Maybe they're maybe they've already pump anymore. Oh, no, fuck pumping. Do you pump? I just I just don't. I just stop. I just say, well, I've missed that part of the life. <laughs> I mean, how good is that next next part of that reform going to be? Is it really worth? Pumping? <coughs> well, it's like those it's it's like those um videos or, or when you see contests at Huntington Beach and there's that mega flat section and they literally. <laughs> pump for the vast majority of the wave they're pumping just to get an inside fucking closeout Rio. It's like, oh my god! Just to do was a that, little a little wobble at the at the end. Yeah. Was that real? Was that really worth all the effort? 
the length of rides, um, you know, route, you think whatever. That would have you know, that, that would have gone out with that's gone. That would have gone out with uh, the current hockey final in 1984. That's right. Um, well, yeah. Um, no, that, mate, that's brilliant. You are the uh, yeah. you are the, the scientist of the of, of the new the new age. Um, yeah. Um, mm. Well, thank you. Um, mm. Have you got any other musical the, the, things? The, the, the only the only surf future future past thing that I um, thought was and. Funnily enough, I couldn't find the article, but in the surfers, there's a surfers journal episode episode <laughs> edition um, that's actually at another house. So I, I I thought I had it here, but um, on a guy called Carl Ekstrom, and um, oh, Carl, Ekstrom, yeah. Carl Ekstrom was the first person to patent the asymmetrical board um, in the seventies, I believe, in seventy four or something like that. Um, wow. And uh, so I, I was going to go into a big spiel about that based on the article, which is brilliant as everything is from the, uh, from the, the surface journal. <clears throat> uh, and he seems like a seriously interesting guy, but then I, I, I went to the in, info net and um, there's an amazing article by Stu Nettle on Swellnet and um, a listener, oh, yeah. um, you know, Stu Nettle is a Aussie bloody legend from the, uh, of, of surf, surf, uh, in inverted commas journalism uh, and a brilliant article um, by him uh, the history of asymmetry and the pursuit of balance and he basically discovers mm. that essentially midget farrelly um, invented the asym um, and in right. fact midget won the 1962 makaha contest um, on a on an asym and um no the, yeah the the opening scene of uh morning of the earth nat young is riding an asymmetrical board um what? yeah yeah and uh, there's a guy called scotty dylan um uh scott dylan who oh, yeah. used to make boards um for keo um and and funnily enough um Keo Vanessa from Keo follows um, us on uh, Insta Spam, um, hey, and yeah, gotta love a Keo. My original Hades fish is a Keo, um, and yeah. Keo yeah. is I've a, got a, a Keo a, fish. Yeah, Keo is a brand that um, we should all um, bow down to because they are uh, they are brilliant. But um, yeah, so Scott Dillon was making, um, apparently making asymmetrical boards uh, for Keo back in the 60s. So called the hook tail, the hook tail, which is a, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, but uh, so a really interesting article. I would, uh, I would recommend anyone read it. It's quite long um, and in depth. But there's yeah, some brilliant, sounds, um, there's a couple cool. of really good, couple of really good quotes in there. One from Blaise Pascal. Um, uh, and say, that says symmetry is what we see at a glance based on the fact that there is no reason for any difference. So Blaise Pascal yeah. was a French mathematician. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um, and, uh, and a Catholic theologian for those who are, who are interested. Um, so I guess the the meaning being that, uh, we see symmetry in things because 
our brain assumes that everything's symmetrical. Is that does that what it, is that what it means? Um, oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe so, I'm interpreting maybe I'm interpreting that wrong. But I guess that we you know the human body is essentially symmetrical. Um, we like you know, symmetry. We look right. into a mirror. We look into a mirror, and it looks symmetrical. But obviously, there's you know nothing's perfect. Um, so yeah. symmetry, symmetry, the underlying symmetry of things is asymmetrical, asymmetrical. by its by its very nature. I, I, again, I might wow. I might be interpreting that wrong, but um, so in reality, even you know even the best board is going to have some level of asymmetry in it, right? And depending on where the fins are placed and what the shape is, you know, of course, if it's done by a machine, it would be more symmetrical, but um, I guess if it's hand finished, there's, that's going to add some asymmetry to it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into the details of why an asym works because I can't really, um, you know, I, I haven't ridden an asym, so I, it would be stupid of me. Um, but there is another yeah. lovely there is another lovely quote which is from Tom Robbins and Tom Robbins does seem to have lots of good quotes. Oh my god! And uh, Tom Robbins says, "Don't confuse symmetry with balance." Oh, hmm. which is interesting. Wow. Which, which I guess, which, which I guess, I guess points even more to the fact that the asym is probably what we should be riding. Yeah. Well, I think I, I definitely think we're surfing here as we. Um, uh, talked a little bit about last episode is you know we we stand side on um mm. we're definitely not symmetrical standing side on because we've got heels and on one side and toes on the other um, exactly exactly not even close to symmetrical um no. so it stands to reason that the that the rail shape could be uh different uh, on one side. I mean, as a, well, yeah. I mean, Stewie, Stewie, Stewie Nettle in this um, article, which is now five years old, says that he was already onto his second asymmetrical board, and he says that both of those boards were the he had proclaimed heavily that they were the best boards he's ever written. So he had ever written, uh, and um, yeah. So that's 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 my uh, my very very uh, shallow look into the world of asymmetry. <laughs> I like, I like, yeah, I mean, Pascal was, he was up there with um, fluid pressures and all sorts of things. So he, he knows what he's talking about. He does. Um, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, he he basically helps, if, if it wasn't for Pascal, uh, Wind Guru and Swellnet and all these places would not um, would not exist. That's right. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have air pressure without him. Hector Pascal. <laughs> air, air pressure would I'm not, not exist. I'm not sure who Hector was, but yeah. Um, well... Um, well, I reckon I, we. Uh, I reckon we. I reckon we've. Mate, we have done the future to death. It's the future. The cool. future is just. The future is no longer relevant. Okay. Well, can I? It's. Hang on. Where, are we in the? Uh, I'm. I'm confused where we where we are now. Uh, but, I'm, not um, sure. I'm not sure. We could do because we are planning on doing a deep dive on a one particular topic. Maybe okay. we could well, put it out I, to the listeners, perhaps. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, just a listener, please do um, communicate with us. Uh, as we have said Touch before, we've got, we're, on, uh, we're on Instagram. We've got our um, shacktails at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us an email. You can personally yeah. contact us. You can send us a letter. Uh, PO, yeah. box, PO box three at the Zach. 
Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we, we would love to know what deep dives you would like, deep duck dives you would like us to take. Um, just off the, off the top of my head, we could certainly go into, we could continue this and, and really explore the ASIM and the, uh, the 303 and the 808. Maybe, yeah, the world of electronic, um, <coughs> maybe electronic shaping, perhaps, who knows, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, okay, well, now I'm, I'm, I'm up for a, a deep, a deep uh, uh, well, I can't hold my breath too long, but we'll do a deep dive, um, maybe just a medium dive. <laughs> um, there we go. Um, and we got any uh, any quiz questions? Um, um, <clears throat> I don't actually, but um, do you? No, no, um, no quiz. That's okay, questions, we, we oh, can actually. We, yeah. <clears throat> um, I I I, just, I mentioned last week um, that we uh, could have a joke sex section. Ah yes, yes, and, yes, yes. Um, for be for better or for worse, I actually. I actually made up two jokes. So if these fall completely flat, can you please edit them out? Um, uh, I, will, I, will, I will put in, regardless, we shall put in a whole lot of canned laughter because um, <laughs> it, seems to, it seems to work for sitcoms, whether, whenever, okay, whether the, jokes right. are, the jokes are good or bad. Yeah. So go yeah. for it, mate. Go me, for it, Dazza. Somebody tell me. Okay, here we go. So I, I did a surf-related joke and a music-related joke. Mate, you are. Um, still don't know if yeah, have you? Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a there's a, a, a chronic shortage of surf-related jokes, um, or in, uh, intentional jokes, I suppose. Um, okay, here we go. Here's the joke. What will the goat call his next artificial surf lake? <laughs> oh. What will the goat call his next artificial surf? Um, no idea. Kelly's later wave pool. <laughs> oh, Kelly's that's good. later wave pool. Right, like that? That's good. That's that's a not only is that um, a, a beautiful play on words. It's a um, uh, it's very um, appropriate for 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 the times. It, it captures the. Yeah. Uh, it captures the surfing sights. Absolutely. Okay. Now this next one is um, well, it's just a little musical joke, and it's um, well, what can I say? Here we go. Um, I was backstage at a 1980s retro music festival, and I saw two bowls. I saw two bowls of steaming porridge just sitting there. I was about to try some when the roadie said, "Stop." That's Hall and Oats meal. <laughs> it doesn't really oh, work. Right, that's great. That is great. Um, <laughs> and I think we need to put a challenge out to the listener um, to come up with something that even is on a minor part. That is actually with, funny. With the mate, the gold that you've just produced is absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, there you go. Mate, that's brilliant. Um, that's brilliant. I think. I think we just need to. We need to sign off on that because that we we cannot. There is there is none more better. That you've gone up to eleven on the uh, on the on the on the uh, on the scale right there. The laugh-o-meter. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, cool. Okay. All right, Dazza. Um, I will bid you farewell. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on with the uh, get on with a Sunday, 
And um, I look forward to another chat very soon. Can't wait. Enjoy that right, upcoming um, upcoming swell you got. Woo, let's hope so. Let's hope there's some. Uh, let's hope my uh, radio controlled board manages to uh, get into some barrels. Navigate that um, <laughs> that uh, chandelier. All right, mate. And the uh, chandelier protection. Absolutely. And until until we next um, meet, get shacked off your brain. You. You. Yeah.